0: Jonah was in the stomach of the fish three days and three nights. Now, this is a little bit of a challenge. I may be the only one, but I completely missed the point of the fish for years when I heard about the story of Jonah. So let me ask you the question, is the fish a part of Jonah's punishment or Jonah's rescue? I don't think so.
1: You know, just God's boat?
0: Yeah, like a lifeboat. This was the rescue. This is the first stage of the rescue. I was thinking, well man, it'd be horrible to be in the stomach of a fish, you know, in that bad. Well, yeah, maybe, but a whole lot better than drowning. This was God's way of saving Jonah's life. So this was kind of like the submarine that God used in the rescue operation for Jonah. And uh the, but the point of this isn't the fish per se. It's the Lord using the fish. This was not because the fish were so talented, but the Lord points the fish to do this. And so sometimes we look at the fish more than we look at the Lord. Now, let me give you another way people miss it with the fish. This is so uh, common, too. But, But you will be studying this with somebody, and they're like, yeah, you know, there really was a fish one time that swallowed somebody and, you know, cut him open, and the guy was still there or whatever. I don't know if there were ever in history has ever been another time when a fish swallowed a man and the man stayed alive, you know, but it doesn't matter. I mean, my faith is not on the fact that this happens every other day. This is the Lord's activity. If he did it one time in all of history, that's just fine with me. I don't need to find other parallels or come up with some kind of a naturalistic explanation to believe in what the Lord does. Sometimes we're too desperate to try to say, yeah, but this could really happen. Well, yeah, it could because God can make anything happen. (laughs) Not, well, I can explain this in some sort of a natural way. People will do that with the plagues, they'll do that with all kinds of things, where they try to come up with some sort of a, well, we'll, see, this could really happen. Well, whether it could really happen or not depends on whether or not you spell your God with a capital G. If we serve the great God of heaven and earth, anything can happen if he chooses for it to. So it doesn't matter to me in the least if we've ever found another parallel to this or not. That would not change my faith. All right, so that's uh, that's the fish. Thoughts and comments on chapter one.
1: John, I think with the fish, uh, it was also uh, and Matthew talked about how that was the death for Jesus, how he was in the tomb for three days and then rose. And I think that's kind of interesting that if Jonah had gone straight to Nineveh, then the fish wouldn't have happened. And so I, I just see the way that God uses. Uh, Sin and disobedience to fulfill his will in short term and
0: long term. And we're going to talk a whole lot more about that at the end of this study. Very good. Yeah, other thoughts? Okay, we're going to read now Jonah's second prayer. Now, Jonah's second prayer makes a lot of reference back to his first prayer. that is not recorded now it's hard to read this and get it so I think I'm going to go ahead and try to read this and uh, I want you to try to understand what Jonah really saying and kind of get the point of what his first prayer was and now what the point of the second prayer is so then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the stomach of the fish and he said I called out of my distress to the Lord and he answered me I cried for help from the depth of Sheol. You heard my voice. For you had cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the current engulfed me. All your breakers and billows passed over me. So I said, I've been expelled from your sight. Nevertheless, I will look again toward your holy temple. Water encompassed me to the point of death. The great deep engulfed me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. I descended to the roots of the mountains. The earth with its bars was around me forever. But you have brought me up. Brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. While I was fainting away, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer came to you and to your holy temple. Those who regard vain idols forsake their faithfulness. But I will sacrifice to you. With the voice of thanksgiving, that which I have vowed I will pay. Salvation is from the Lord. Now, it's a bit odd, I know, to think of God receiving praise from the God of a great fish. Uh, But the Lord says that men should everywhere lift up holy hands. Uh, So uh, this is uh, perhaps an illustration of one of the uh, more unusual places. But, But what is Jonas saying? in this second prayer. Well, he's looking back. And what's he looking back and describing? When he was thrown overboard and he was sinking. Yes. And how was that for him? Terrifying. Yes. You would say he had a near-death experience, right? (laughs) You know, wow. If anyone ever did, And it was terrifying, and what was happening to him? Sinking, sinking down to the roots of the mountains, the seaweed wrapped around his head. I mean, you can just imagine this. And in his despair, what had he done? Prayed. Cried out to God. For what? Save my life. He does have a hard time figuring out what he wants in this book, don't you think? I mean, he seems to have kind of wanted to die, but suddenly in the face of death, he changes his mind. He also was wanting to get away from God, but now he's lamenting in verse 4 that he'd been expelled from God's presence. Does he want to be with him or not? So he is in despair. He cries out to God. He saw himself as a goner. And uh, just down, down, down. You know, it kind of illustrates the fact a lot of times you have to hit the bottom before you turn to God. We say that in a lot of other ways. This is almost literally the case. And so he sort of shares with us his last thoughts as a dying man, and uh, he thinks he thinks it's over with. And so he prays out, cries out to God, and what happens? God saves him. God saves him. And when did God save him? When he cried for help. And uh, when was this? When the fish swallowed him. Well, Yeah, right before the fish swallows him. You know, I mean, how bad off was he at that point? The soul was fainting. Yeah, he was just about to pass out. You know, at the last possible moment, he was just slipping out of consciousness. When God made all the difference, when God appointed the fish and it swallowed Jonah up and saved his life. you know how does Jonah feel about the Lord right here? He's thankful. Very thankful. Wow, but you have brought up my life from the pit, O oh Lord, my God. Wow, God is awesome. You know, God makes all the difference. You know, salvation is from the Lord. You can just feel that, you know, joy, relief. You know, praise God. You're wonderful. You are a saving God. Ironically, the fact that salvation is from the Lord will enrage Jonah by the end of the book. But at this point, he's happy about that. No worthless idol could it ever have done what the Lord did so Jonah is really praising and thanking God and overjoyed about this deliverance now you might think about this there's a great deal of comparison between chapters 1 and 2 there was a crisis in connection with the sea in both chapters 1 and 2 there was a prayer to God there was God's deliverance and there were vows made to God. Very parallel. At Jonah's best, he's following in the wake of the heathen crew. This proud and prejudiced prophet had finally matured spiritually to the level of these Gentile sailors. <laughs> um, and, uh, by the way, when he says in verse 9, that which I have vowed, I will pay, and he guesses on what he vowed, <laughs> that's what I'm figuring. That's what I would have vowed if I'd have desperately wanted God to save me, right? And uh, so that's what I'm assuming he has vowed. All right, thoughts and comments through 2.9. Kevin. Well, it's,
1: it's interesting uh, to note that the only phrase that's not found in the Psalms is a wheeze wrapped around my head. It's the only expression... In his prayer, that is
0: not found in the Psalms. Yeah, this is this is very much drawn from the Psalms. I didn't know it was that strong, but yeah, it's it's helpful. Thank you. Other thoughts?
1: Kind of makes you think: How much will it take for us to finally do what God wants us to do?
0: Absolutely.
1: You know, is is it going to take us being <laughs> that near to death
0: to do what He says? Wow.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we are stubborn sometimes.
0: Rebellious it's a blessing when God will let us go through that and bring us back to him some people God just gives up on and lets them go but you're it's a good point good thought and with that you know do we only pray when our lives in this situation I know you know Yeah, I feel oftentimes we do do we pray a lot more when we're in distress than we do when God is blessing us but perhaps if you pray that much when you're being blessed, you won't be as distressed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yes. I think it's interesting. You pointed out how I think your translation said he was cast out of the presence of the Lord. Mine says cast out of your sight. You know, we think of Jonah leaving, but really as soon as he was like, I'm not going to go to Nineveh. You know, so that was his sin. He was disobeying God. And it was that sin that cast him away from God. You know, it wasn't him physically. I mean it was but it was the sin that separated him it's what cast him away that pushed him down into the sea you know it wasn't him swimming down right it was the sin that brought him down so excellent it'll take us a long way down but and it just starts with that thought and then once that enters in like once sin enters in it starts pushing and pushing and then you have to swim back up and a lot of times you need a fish like God's there but you know
0: Great points, absolutely. So many analogies to our lives and to our reality. Yeah, great Great thoughts. So I assume Jonah thought that it was a step up, getting into the belly of the fish. Well, it was. Otherwise, he's dead. <laughs> yeah.
1: But it also, with his prairie, it appears that he expects some way
0: out of this fish. I think so. Yeah, I think he's assuming this is the rescue fish. This is the lifeboat. Just get off. you Should have a big X <laughs> red cross on the side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good, good
1: point. <laughs> uh, My translation says the belly of Sheol, and I'm pretty sure Sheol's like hell, and he it's like a place of torment.
0: I think here more the idea of the great. Okay. Most of the time Sheol meets okay. death or
1: Okay. But yeah, he, he moves up from the belly of the grave to the belly of the fish Absolutely. Up, like, yeah,
0: absolutely. So yeah. that's the point I kinda want to make. Yeah, made. no, I agree. Amen. Yeah, this is this is better. He is thankful here. This is I would have prayed God get me out of this fish. He's praying, God uh, thank you for putting me into this fish. That's really you know, he's saying this is deliverance. But I think we think that because we're not thinking about how you feel. Can you imagine drowning at sea? I mean, I mean, none of us obviously have done that. You know, we haven't talked to people that. But wow, can you imagine how you feel as you just got lower and lower and there's no way out, your lungs are bursting, and, you know, what do you do? I mean, you, you I guess you just hold your breath until you pass out and then you just drown. You know, I mean, wow. And you just feel so, wow. It's hard to imagine what that would feel like
1: i when I was hiking one time, I almost, I was falling down the side of a, a face. And, um, yeah, like I, w- I went down about 60 yards, but there's a big parallel. Like, you know, at that moment that I'm tumbling and tumbling, like I was like, oh man, please save me. Like I need something. And then there was a plant that I ended up grabbing onto. I'm like, I was just thankful for that plant. Like whenever I think about that, like I focused on the plant and like the plane is what I really like was thankful for at that moment. And so, like in our lives, when we need something, when someone needs to give us a good, swift kick in the butt, or someone just to say something to us, because sometimes that's what it takes, or we need something to grab onto. Like we need to be thankful for that, and like God gives us something to, to hold on to. Just like He did with Lot when the angels came in and were like, "Take my hand, I'll lead you out." You know, we have something to grab onto.
0: Well, in your life, kind of flashing. For you in yeah. Community. Whoa. There's nothing more sobering. Everything slows down. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing how quickly you can think in a few split seconds. Rachel,
1: I feel like God. Well, I know I don't just feel like, but I know that God gives us other Christians, and I feel like we can use other Christians, and other Christians can help us, but we can help others, and it's just like a big circle that God gives us. Amen.
0: Yeah. Can. We?
1: Um, I think, you know, the belly and the fish, you know, that was really like a blessing in disguise, and in modern terms, I think it happens to us a lot, you know, you go through a bad time, and of course we're throwing a fit during that bad time, but then when something much better comes out of it we're like, wow, if that horrible thing didn't happen, then all of these good, good things would have never happened, so I think it's the
0: fish's belly in today's terms, kind of. Right. The Lord is able to do amazing things in very unlikely circumstances when it's all said and done. And He does here. I think with people that have aired away too, you know, something you might pray for is that
1: they might hit that low point. That they, like the prodigal son, will, will get to that point
0: and realize that their life is empty without that. Absolutely. God. That is a blessing when it's all said and done. I agree with you. Well,
1: kind of going off his points. Um, you know, I know someone who, let's just say, he was stubborn and kept doing the wrong thing over and over again, and eventually, I'll just say the law got involved. Yeah. And he paid for what he did very dearly, but he's he turned his life around quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, when but the Lord chastens
0: us, it's a fruit of His love. You know, it may be painful, but sometimes we won't listen unless it's painful. You know, God tried to wake David up to his sins by various things and finally the book at him. That was a blessing because otherwise he would have still been away from God. So when God has to, you know, shake us awake with something really severe it's still better than not doing that. But better yet listen to the Lord. You know, don't make him have to go to all those measures. It's
1: definitely
0: a humbling experience. Yes, it is. So look at verse 10. Then the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah up onto the dry land. Now, he could have said, you know, it coughed him up, it spat him up, or whatever. He says it vomited him up. You know, I mean, what do you think about vomiting? You know, you think about something really repugnant, you know. Poor fish, you know, three days of undigested Jonah. You know. <laughs> Not even a great fish can stubborn a rebellious man. So those are some difficult days for this uh, fish. Um, And and unlike Jonah, when God ordered the fish, the fish did what God said. We'll talk more about that a little later. Now, this is going to be funny, perhaps, but I mean this because I think this will set us up for something we'll talk about later. Have you ever imagined the scene on the shore? I mean, think about what this must have looked like. You know, I'm thinking of, I, I don't know if it was a whale, but I always imagine a whale. It's about as big a fish as I can think of. So imagine this beached whale. And, and you're thinking, okay, what is, a, what is a whale or whatever fish it was do to, to vomit up a man? So I'm thinking of this like, what? <laughs> 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 <Woo>! <laughs> Jonah, kind of this projectile, end over end, you know, on the shore. Mm-hmm. Finally slowing down and, you know, stopping and finally getting himself up, and I suppose, shaking himself off from all this gunk or whatever would have been in the stomach of the fish. Can you imagine that? And what if you had been a witness? Whoa, that would have been something. Can you imagine seeing that? I mean, I bet the headlines of all the papers the next day. We're all about this guy that got vomited out of the fish. It would be, I mean, this would have made the real papers, not just the tabloids, if it had been in our day. Now, I say that with a purpose. You can keep thinking about that. Um, so, that's chapter 2. Comments or questions about that?